No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the Philistines gather against Israel, but the Philistine princes won't allow David and his men to fight with them. They return home to Ziklag only to discover that their wives and children have been captured. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 29 on Simply the Bible. Yesterday was one of those days where it seemed that everything was going wrong and I was just spinning my wheels. Have you ever had a day like that? At the end of the day, I felt like I accomplished nothing. Now, it wasn't true because I did accomplish some things, but it sure seemed like it at the time. We all have days and situations like that. Sometimes they extend for an entire season. We learn that it isn't so much what we go through, but how we respond to it that determines our progress. Today, we look at a time when David was in severe distress but he found strength in the Lord. We continue in 1 Samuel chapter 29. Then the Philistines gathered together all their armies at Aphek, and the Israelites encamped by a fountain which is in Jezreel. And the lords of the Philistines passed in review by hundreds and by thousands, but David and his men passed in review at the rear with Achish. The Philistines were at Aphek, which was northeast of Joppa, considerable distance north from where David and his men were living in Ziklag. The Israelites gathered at Jezreel in Judah, which was the birthplace of David's wife Ahinoam. Now, in preparation for war, the Philistines had all their armies pass by so that they could assess them. And David and his men brought up the rear with the Philistine king Achish. Then the princes of the Philistines said, What are these Hebrews doing here? And Achish said to the princes of the Philistines, Is this not David, the servant of Saul, king of Israel, who has been with me these days or these years? And to this day I have found no fault in him since he defected to me. But the princes of the Philistines were angry with him. So the princes of the Philistines said to him, Make this fellow return that he may go back to the place which you have appointed for him, and do not let him go down with us to battle, lest in the battle he become our adversary. For with what could he reconcile himself to his master, if not with the heads of these men? Is this not David, of whom they sang to one another in dances, saying, Saul has slain his thousands, and David his ten thousands? We can hardly blame the Philistine princes for questioning why Achish was including David in his army. David was the Israelite war hero who had killed their warrior Goliath. They didn't trust David to fight alongside them. But Achish came to David's defense. The entire time that David had lived in the land of Achish, the king found no fault with him. This says much about David's integrity. However, David had been deceiving Achish, telling him that he was raiding places in Judah when in fact he was raiding the cities of the Philistine allies. 
In this case, the Philistine princes had a majority and they overruled King Achish, so David and his men would have to go back to their city of Ziklag. The argument of the Philistine princes was reasonable because from their perspective, if David turned on them, he would put himself in good favor with King Saul and all Israel. What better way for him to be reconciled with his people? We cannot help but see God's hand in this turn of events, sparing David from going to war against his own people at a time when he would soon be their king. It had been a mistake for David to dwell in the land of the Philistines. Nevertheless, God was looking out for him. As believers, we make many mistakes. In fact, many of the greatest lessons we learn are through failure. Thankfully, God does not abandon us. He remains faithful and does not leave or forsake us. However, many times there are consequences for our actions. Verse 6, Then Achish called David and said to him, Surely as the Lord lives, you have been upright, and your going out and your coming in with me in the army is good in my sight. For to this day I have not found evil in you since the day of your coming to me. Nevertheless, the Lords do not favor you. Therefore, return now and go in peace, that you may not displease the lords of the Philistines. So David said to Achish, But what have I done? And to this day, what have you found in your servant, as long as I have been with you, that I may not go and fight against the enemies of my lord the king? Then Achish answered and said to David, I know that you are as good in my sight as an angel of God. Nevertheless, the princes of the Philistines have said, He shall not go up with us to battle. Now therefore, rise early in the morning with your master's servants who have come with you, and as soon as you are up early in the morning and have light, depart. It was probably difficult for Achish to break the news to David because he favored David. And David replied, What have I done? David often said this, not understanding people's responses to him when he sought to do the right thing. We all tend to think that life should be fair, but often it isn't. We can aim to do the right thing, to treat people kindly, and to pursue excellence, but rather than being met with approval by others, sometimes we are criticized. Often such criticism is based in their pride, envy, or in this case, fear. David and his men were ordered to go home. So David and his men rose early to depart in the morning to return to the land of the Philistines, and the Philistines went up to Jezreel. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south, and Ziklag attacked Ziklag and burned it with fire, and had taken captive the women and those who were there from small to great, they did not kill anyone, but carried them away and went their way. So David and his men came to the city, and there it was, burned with fire, and their wives, their sons, and their daughters had been taken captive. Then David and the people who were with him lifted up their voices and wept until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, the widow of Nabal the Carmelite, had been taken captive. So imagine as they were going back to their hometown of Ziklag, 
They were no doubt excited to see their wives and children. And when they get back, the entire city has been burned to the ground and everybody is gone. And they probably thought they would never see any of them again. It was typical to actually kill the wives and take the children as slaves. And so they probably thought their wives were dead by the time they could ever catch up with them. This had been an Amalekite raid. Now you'll recall the Lord had ordered King Saul to utterly wipe out the Amalekites, but he didn't do it. And so now here they are attacking David. Probably this was a reprisal because David had been raiding their cities. But when David had raided the Amalekite cities, he didn't leave any living thing. So now David and his men probably thought they would do the same thing to their wives and children. The men were brokenhearted. They wept until they couldn't weep anymore. Have you ever been that despondent? Have you ever cried to the point that there's no more tears left? And you don't know what to do. You're just beside yourself. That's the way they were, feeling that they had lost everything. Now, David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. Now, when it says that David was greatly distressed, the Hebrew word means to be cramped or confined in a narrow space. David was between a rock and a hard place with nowhere to turn. Have you ever been in that place where you just had nowhere to turn? You felt completely cramped and confined in a tight space. And if you turn this way, disaster will happen. If you turn that way, disaster will happen. There's no place to go. I mean, David had King Saul after him. He had the Philistine lords that didn't want anything to do with him. And now the Amalekites who were his enemy and had taken everything. And now if that wasn't bad enough, it got worse because then his men were talking of stoning him. Now that wouldn't have done any good, but these guys were despondent and probably many of them had not been in favor of going with the Philistines against Israel to begin with. They probably thought, this is a bad idea. Why are we going to go attack our own people? And yet, David was their leader. They followed him. But now that all of this had come about and they lost everything, they were upset and even talked of killing David. Where could David turn? Well, you know, in times like that, there's no place else to turn except to the Lord. And I love this. I love this verse that says that David strengthened himself in the Lord his God. And let me ask you, when you are distressed, when everybody has turned against you, you have no place left to turn, where do you find your strength? Do you go to the Lord? Do you find your strength in the Lord? You see, that's really the only place you can find strength. And How do you strengthen yourself in the Lord? Well, I'll tell you, for me, it means just getting on my face in prayer. It means getting in the word. It means pouring my heart out to the Lord and bringing the situation to him until I begin to feel his spirit strengthening me from the inside out. That's how you strengthen yourself in the Lord. And then God can give you the courage. He can give you the wisdom. He can show you what to do. But until then, you're a mess. Then David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, 
Please bring the ephod here to me. And Abiathar brought the ephod to David. So David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for you shall surely overtake them and without fail recover all. So David did the right thing here. He inquired of the Lord. Now, when he made the decision to move into the Philistine territory, he never inquired of the Lord. He was just moving there because he was afraid of Saul. But now that he's in this desperate situation, he grabs Abiathar, the priest, who had the Urim and the Thummim in the ephod, which was the way that they could determine the will of God. And he inquired of God and God answered him. Now, when Saul had inquired of God, God didn't answer him. But here the Lord answered David and said, look, go after them, pursue them, overtake them. You will recover everything. No matter how difficult your situation may be, no matter what seems to be pitted against you, God has a way through it. And there have often been those times when I have said, Lord, I just need you to navigate me through these iceberg infested waters. Lord, show me how to go. And God is so faithful to do that. When we pour our hearts out to him and seek his face, we will find him and he will direct us in our paths. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to other episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow we'll see where David and his men pursue the Amalekites in hope of retrieving their wives, children, and goods. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 1 Samuel on Simply the Bible.